Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that your girl is on Patreon. What else is going on podcast, aka Wego, W-E-I-G-O, is on Patreon. So if you feel so inclined and want to support your girl that way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Wego podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wego podcast, W-E-I-G-O podcast. Now, if you don't want to be on a monthly recurring thing, I totally understand that. But if you want to support, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Wego, W-E-I-G-O. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. Because you know, a girl be trying to put in some work and a coffee could help me stay awake. So those are your two options. And if you don't want to do either of those things, if you could rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, I would love that. Now on to the episode. And the following podcast is a CJ Media Production. Welcome to the What Else Is Going On podcast, the intersection where pop culture life and real life meet up. Get ready to deep dive into all things reality TV and the dichotomy of loving the game, but not necessarily the players when they start to reflect real life issues like deep-seated discrimination and a world rooted in racism. Feeling conflicted because I love Clip! 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 And I also have to chant Black Lives Matter. Buckle your seatbelts and brace yourselves because my foot is off the brake and this intersection gets busy. So come along for the ride so we can see what else is going on. How are you? I am good. I'm so glad to be uh, talking to you. Ah, one of those days, you know? Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. So I was like rushing. I just had to stalk a FedEx guy and then come home and get ready. And I said, I have, I'm a Jersey girl. I have to put on my hoops and some lip gloss for David. Oh my God. That's so nice. <laughs> you did not have to do all of that. but Yes. You know. Yes, I, I did. So how are, you don't understand how excited I was to talk to you. Really? Yeah, so. Uh, Sorry. No, nope, that's okay. If, I didn't know if we were recording yet or not. Oh, you know what? And I didn't tell you. Yes. Uh, because oh. I, had a mis- I had a mishap with Hannah. Um, I recorded with her Friday and didn't hit Zoom to record the cloud. Gone. So we recorded Monday. And now I have it set so it automatically goes to record. So I'm sorry, I'm, I'm learning Zoom. <laughs> Listen, I would rather that I cannot tell you how many, three times I have guested <laughs> on someone else's podcast, three times. <laughs> and three, I don't need to mention any names, all three times they did not record. And I'm like- The same what? person. No. The same. Three different people. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, oh. There's nothing worse because even if you do another show, it's never the same. It's, it's never, never the same. same. Well, and uh, I, I'm fortunate with Hannah. It was like we actually got a little deeper than before. But it's also like, how could I say, oh, David, you took time out of your day. And, uh, and now I need you to do it again. It's, it's happened three times to me. I can't believe. And I also, I can't believe I'm looking at your face. Like, I'm so used to listening to you and talking to you like, no, David, David, ask this. And then you ask it. I'm like, oh, David's getting a little buff in quarantine. 
<laughs> That's what some people say. I say that I've gained all sorts of weight and some of it's buff and some of it is just weight that should not be in certain places. Like, I don't well, know. It, distrib- it distributed well. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. But thank you for listening to my show. I mean, I love it. You um, do? Uh, listeners um, listening, he has behind the velvet rope. And I love how you take us literally behind the velvet rope. Um, for my listeners, if you don't know David, you've been hiding under a rock. Uh, but David is friends with all the greats as far as housewives. Um, and fortunately for me, he's friends with the ones I love because if he was friends with the other ones, we would have to battle on this podcast. I may not be on your show if I was friends with the ones you no, don't like, no, right? No, but actually I do because I like a different points of view. So if you were, I like, because if I, if you always interview people who think the same as you on everything or who don't have anything different, it's like, what do I have to offer my listeners? You already know my point of view. You know, I love so, it. I love it. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, and that's the thing, like my show started because I'm friends with a lot of these housewives and it was my stories of technically behind the velvet rope, hanging out with these women when they don't think anyone's watching, I'm watching. And now it's yes. really morphed into, like, I interview Bravo celebrities. And, and uh, people yes. on other, it's not just Bravo. Like, I have people from other reality shows, too. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Below Deck, a Million Dollar Listing. I know. We, <laughs> I may. Listen, well, you know what it is? I don't like to, like, favor one show. Because okay. there's a lot of people out there that don't love The Housewives, but love other shows mm-hmm. on Bravo. So I really try to mix it up with all sorts of different shows. Well, I felt like we were very similar in the fact that I can tell when you do your interviews, I don't, Margaret is your best friend and that's different than standing someone. So because I feel like when people stand certain housewives, they don't have the ability to see the full story. It's always that housewife side or that reality star side, but you don't, you're not capable of kind of dissecting the entire story because you're looking at it through their lens. So I want to talk about, I want to, you're talking about podcasting about the housewives. So I want to get started because um, I got lots to ask you. Okay. And I'm so glad you were on the show because I wanted to blow up your DM so many times, but I was like, I'm not going to bother him. So my first question, when I was younger, I always got, I was very smart on, on every report card, even up through life now. And I am 43. Oh, you talk. You love to talk. You love to talk. But I like to talk to learn people. It was just about three years ago that it didn't make me feel ashamed anymore to say, you know what? I do love to talk. So you got started because you would go to watch what happens live, wait outside for these housewives or different celebrities. And you would get your picture if they had a book signing or if they had a, uh, I don't know, uh, a book signing or anything to do with publicity, you would fly there if you had to. How were you able, or did you ever have that sense too of like, I'm not ashamed, but like, I'm a little nervous or why am I doing this? Or are people going to look at me funny? How did you get over that? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question because yes, yes. And yes, really <laughs> to all of that. I mean, a couple of things. I mean, first of all, I've been called every name in the book, not by the actual talent, but by, <laughs> you know, other fans that, you know, like, you know, a stalker or upset, whatever. So you just have to let those things go in one ear and out the other ear. Okay. I mean, anytime like there's a reality TV talent now that is kind of new to the game 
And this happens to me all the time, like so-and-so, I don't need to mention any names. Like they're complaining like, oh my God, I'm receiving so much hate online. I'm like, listen, honey, you, you just, you have to get used to it. Like okay. that's just how it is. So I've been called every name in the book <laughs> by not by the talent, but by actual other fans. But yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I did think this all the time that like I'm seeing this person, you know, Kyle Richards for the fifth time yeah. this week or whatever, you know, and you just, yeah, you have moments of like, this person's going to think I'm crazy. But I mean, the thing is you just, I mean, I just blocked it out and I was like, okay. I have my own story to tell. Like, it's not like I'm crazy. Oh, okay. It really is this plan to go from fan to friend to now a business, like I turned it into a business, a successful well, podcast. You've had Bravo podcasts been out for years. David's been out less than a year and he interviews everyone. The interviews are always amazing. Um, I've never felt that you had someone who wasn't willing to share, but I wanted to ask you, um, for you to turn this from just getting a picture with someone to I'm going to call it a billion dollar business because that's what it's going to be. <laughs> um, I'll take it. Yeah. You said you had to let go some of those insecurities, but how did you let, I mean, what was it just that you were determined? Did you have this long-term plan? Did you know exactly what you wanted to do? I know Margaret had some input on it, or did you just go with it knowing that eventually you would figure out what to do? Because for my listeners, David is a very smart person. Number one, he was a lawyer. Anyone who knows me, who's listened to, I have another podcast about, other subjects knows that I wanted to be a lawyer growing up. So um, he was a, a lawyer. He also ran a business. Um, I forget. Uh, you basically would sub people like subcontracting, right? You would, um, right. but I can't think of the name. Uh, I don't like executive recruiting or like a staffing that's, agency. Yeah, that's what it was. A staffing agency. David did all of that. He was also on million dollar listing. Um, so he's not million dollar listing. Well, you were actually on million dollar listing. You have done your homework. <laughs> and you were on the millionaire matchmaker. No, I haven't done my homework. I love you. So I know about you. <laughs> I was going to say you, I mean, million, okay. Millionaire matchmaker. Yes. That I was on it, but like million dollar listing, I was on for like two seconds. So you're, you're like deep diving deep today. Yeah. And he also guys is a realtor. So, right, you were a realtor, right? So he's done it all. So you have this successful, smart, bright man who now is waiting outside to watch what happens live, taking pictures. You have these insecurities, but like you said, you have a story to tell. Did you know exactly what story you wanted to tell? That's how I should have worded it. Or how did you come to that resolution? And that's the thing. Like, I think a couple of things. Like, so because I had succeeded in business in the past, like, I knew what my worth was. So I never okay. really... Okay like looked down upon myself. Like I know what my worth is and like what I've accomplished in life. So okay. when I'm standing on the street corner waiting for a picture, <laughs> it's kind of like, I know that I am, I mean, better than that. And I don't even know if that's the right way to say it. Cause there's really nothing wrong with that. But so I knew to me, like I'm a very results oriented person. Like that's how okay. I ran my own company that I had. That's how I've always been in the workforce. So to me, okay. I'm not really one with process and that's probably okay. why corporate okay. America was never really for me and why running my own huh. business was more. So I'm more about like, look, if you run a company, you can't be like a free for all in a zoo in the wild west, but I'm less concerned even now, like people that work for me or even in my own running of my podcast, I'm less concerned with how we get there. I just want to get there. That's just me. Okay. So okay. 
I was always, I, I didn't know that the end result was necessarily going to be a podcast, but I just knew somehow, I mean, I was a fan, and listen, and I also wrote a book. The book is not out. We'll put that aside for a second. Oh, I was going to address, yeah, because we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Which really talks about all of this. So, I mean, it really, this is what I like to do. I found myself with time on my hands, okay. maybe like a bored <laughs> housewife. And I was like, this is what I enjoy. It's not, I also enjoy traveling. I've been to 55 countries. I also enjoy fashion. Oh. I love Gucci. I yes. love Louis. Like there's a, I love my martinis. Like there's a lot yes, of things that I love. This just happened to be one. So I think, I don't know, like that's just really my advice to anyone in the world is like, just block out the noise. So I really, it didn't really, I mean, it was consciously in the back of my mind that this is what people probably think of me, but I'm like, it doesn't matter when the day comes and I want to be somewhere, like I'll be there. Like no one's going to stop me just because of negativity, which I think is really good advice for anything anyone does in life. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're all here to live one life. And it's yeah. your life. So like you're here to live your authentic truth in your life. And your okay. story doesn't have to be someone else's story, nor does someone need to understand your story. If they don't understand your okay. story. I like I that. Mean, that's not your problem. Like the thing is mm. your, your opinion of me is none of my business. That's one yes, of my favorite okay. things. So whatever you think of me, that's great. You can have your opinion, love, hate, I'm here to live my own truth. So, and to me, so I knew that this was kind of like building my brand, so to speak. I didn't really know. I wish I could sit here and tell you that I was a mastermind, that it (laughs) would, that, you know, the goal was to lead to this podcast. And I had no idea. I was just like, I'm putting in all of this because it's going to lead to something, someday, somehow. And then so like the pictures kind of just escalated and then I was gaining a following on Instagram and then my followers went up and then, you know, that led to certain opportunities. And so it just all kind of came together. And then, you know, I mean, when I started to consciously think like, how can I turn this into a business? I thought of different things and it just was like, this leads itself to a podcast. Because when my podcast started, the goal wasn't really to interview all these Bravo celebrities. I mean, it was a little bit, but it was really like I have these stories like when I'm hanging out with so-and-so or so-and-so like this story to the to someone that doesn't isn't doesn't have access to this someone's probably going to find this story interesting that so-and-so went for a fourth drink at the bar very innocent (laughs) stuff I mean if it's very confidential I'm not going to talk about it of course but these fun stories that are fodder people probably find these interesting and i went to so-and-so's house and let me tell you yeah, what her yeah. house really is like inside and then it's just these interesting things so that's really why my podcast started and then it quickly turned into interviewing bravo celebrities and now yeah. it's kind of turned into i mean we're four days a week we're about yes. i'll tell you i'm breaking this tea right here yeah and- wait a minute on the what else is going on podcast i'm getting breaking tea okay this is breaking tea <laughs> it's going to be announced on august 1st but we are at least for august and september officially going to be five days a week now yes david okay so when you said you were four days a week i was i i swear i was getting ready to say i look for your podcast 
every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sometimes I'm not even going to lie. I'm like, maybe he snuck one and I'll go try to refresh the feed Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Sometimes I sneak a little something in there. I yes, sneak like, in an announcement. I mean, listen, like I was two days a week. It's really part of quarantine. Like it got really busy. Then we had to yes. go to three days a week. Now we're four days a week. I mean, it's really strange to be four days a week, but I was just like, I never wanted to get into a position where I'm like, I'm looking for content and I'm desperate because yes. I yes. don't want, right. Cause I don't want to put out a bad show. So mm-hmm. my thoughts were like, I don't want to even go to three days a week or four days a week. If I can't sustain that. And I have the content, it's the opposite. There is now a wait list to get on my show. No, don't Are get you me serious. I mean, no, don't get That's me wrong. Amazing. It's not a bad place to be in. I mean, don't get me wrong. If like Andy Cohn picked up the phone and wanted to come on my show or Mark <laughs> or Joseph's or, I mean, wait list is kind of, I mean, if Ramona singer, I mean, I would drop everything and I, I, I record, but as it is like some shows go out and they're like old, which doesn't, you know, there's a lot of evergreen and people don't necessarily mind, but like, I can't get this stuff out fast enough. So we're, I mean, Mama needs a break over here, but we're not taking a break yet. Like we're going to five days a week. But even still, even with the older content, we're still learning things about these people we didn't know regardless of the time. It's not like you were recapping a show that happened a month ago. And even if you were, you, I keep saying I love the way you interview. You're a storyteller in your interviews and in your podcast. So that's what I love. Like I love when you and Joan have your podcast. Guys, listeners, uh, David has a friend. And he calls her Joan and he doesn't know I've been Googling, trying to pick up little clues, <laughs> trying to figure out of who Joan she is. is. Yeah. And I still have not, but I love when you guys, even if it's not a Bravo live, you are just talking about yourself and talking about your night and, or you guys are talking about fashion or she's giving fashion advice on the housewife. So I think it's with having different stories like that, yet you'll never run out of content, even if you never interviewed anybody, because you have your Regency Harry Dubin stories. You have your, you know, so. And that's the thing. It's like, well, first of all, when the world opens and I am traveling around again, I mean, can you imagine the stories no. that I'm going to have? I have, you don't <laughs> even want to know. I've got a whole thing lined up when the world wow. opens, but even if, if no one ever came on my show again, I still have stories from quarantine. I mean, there are Bravo celebrities that wow. text me, call me at all hours of the day. And I mean, okay. again, like I, I could tell stories <laughs> of like, I'm in the middle of this, my, this, my sleep and the phone is ringing and it's so-and-so. And like, I have to talk them off the ledge about some dating thing or so. So, I mean, really I have stories now. I, just, I haven't even been telling them because like, I can't even interview these people fast enough that want to come on my show from Bravo. Okay, so I have to ask you this. Yes. Give me the name. I was trying to think of how to phrase it. Give us a name of someone, and you don't have to go into what context it was. It could have been just a, how you doing, David, or anything. Give us the name of someone who you think we'd be shocked that's in your phone. Because we know Margaret. We know Dolores. We know uh, probably Sonia, I'm guessing. Ramona. I know she gave you her phone number because at first she wasn't going to, but then you didn't let her kind of run over you at a dinner. And then didn't she end up offering you fries or eating some of your fries? Like you You really listened to everything. Well, (laughs) you are mixing two different episodes, but yes, the the Ramona dinner in Florida was me, Ramona, Kelly, Dodd, and Dolores. That's where I got her phone number. 
Yes, that one. Okay. And then a totally different situation is I'm friends with one of Ramona's really good friends who I call yes. French fry girl. There's all these yes. people in my life that like don't want me to mention them on my podcast. And I'm just like, eventually it's going to come out. So I'm not yeah. that concerned. I mean, yeah. but so then, yeah. So Ramona did offer me French fries, but who do I have in my phone that you would be shocked that I had? Like that we, would, that we wouldn't think. Like for instance, I'll say this during this yes. time of, you know, we have the quarantine and what's going on in the world. And we also have what feels like a civil rights movement. What I love about you and your interviews is that you click with everyone. So when you interview Marlo, when you interview Dr. Imani, you genuinely click with, I didn't feel like I was listening to an interview. I felt like I was in the, I felt like I was overhearing two friends having a conversation. And I feel like that with all of your Bravo loves who could be different. Marlo is clearly different from Ramona, who's clearly different from Dolores, who's clearly different from Margaret. So I always feel like uh, you have this, you, you're, you have the ability to have a, to be a chameleon, but still have connection when you do your interview. So, all right, I'll take it away from Bravo Lips. Do you have anybody in your phone that's not a Bravo Lip that we'd be surprised to know? Well, I was going to answer the Bravo Lip oh, one. No, 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 answer that one. Now you have to answer both. <laughs> I mean, and this is in a way shocking, like it's kind of come full circle, but I have, I'm now close and speak to Patty Stanger all the time. What? After you being on her show? It's like, we haven't kept in touch all this time, but we speak now all the time. She's in my phone. How did that, okay, we have to, how did that happen? <laughs> well, I don't want to give too much away, but let's just okay. say when people come on my show, Behind the Velvet Rope, most people, you know, listen, I'm all about long-term. Like, you don't become friends with everyone. Like you exactly. said, everybody's different. And that's the thing, it really is just, like, to me, once you're on my show, you're like one of my children, you know? Okay. And like, you're like, I just feel a kinship towards everyone because I think it's very personal to like look yeah. in, in a Zoom. And so to me, I'm, and I really pay attention when you're on my show or when I do a podcast like this. So like, I have a really great memory if I'm paying attention. So anytime okay. I don't remember something, it's just like, it's there's, too much, not there's too much going on. But like when you're on my show, I really kind of remember. So I don't really want to give too much away, but that's okay. maybe a hint of a certain upcoming guest. I already guest. know it. I already know. <laughs> you know, because like you, you keep in touch and most people end the show saying like, I had a great time, you know. And like you wanna... Joyce, Joyce Gerard yesterday. You guys are like going to be best friends. I could feel it. Joyce is an example. So like Joyce, mm -hmm. before she came on the show, she was like, listen, I just don't want any drama. Like, you know what okay. I mean? And I'm like, yeah. you know, she's like, listen, Joyce, I've said this before. There's, there is a theme. I've interviewed so many Bravo celebrities on my show. There is a common theme. And to me, one of the common themes is everybody says, no, I don't know if I, I don't think I'd go back. And I'm like, okay. Like I, I call 90% yeah, yeah. of it. I call bullshit. Like you would go back tomorrow, but there's a group of people where they say okay. they're fine in their life and happy and like maybe they'd go back but they really don't care joyce is one of those she's like so happy she's such okay. a wonderful person and trust me i don't say this I, I just because you're all my children doesn't mean that i like all my guests there's some <laughs> there's some guests that i downright don't like we don't need to go into those names <laughs> right now i know you're gonna ask 
But like <laughs> Joyce is wonderful. And she was somebody who was like, I'm not giving you my, cause like to like, I said, if there's a problem connecting, can I have your phone number? She's like, I'm not giving you my number. This is before. Then wow. at the end of the okay. show, she's like, oh my God, I'm going to text you. Here's yes. my number. So yes. like Joyce and I have kept in touch. Like she's wonderful. Like I can't say enough good things about Joyce. Well, of course she is because she's an April 4th baby and I'm an April 4th baby and Aries are wonderful people. We're the first sign in the Zodiac. So of course she's wonderful. Well, I'm a Gemini and Gemini and Aries get along very well. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. But that also means there's two of you, right? I have a lot of different <laughs> moods. I have a lot of different moods. Okay. And I, the ones that I have experienced through the podcast, I love them all. Okay, Thank so you. Patty Stanger is interesting. So without giving away any spoilers, blink once for yes, twice for no. No, I'm just kidding. Is she, is there a possibility of a matchmaking going on? Well, it's so funny because, I mean, <laughs> I have hinted in quarantine like, hey, I know. if you, <laughs> you want to, I mean, this is what you do and you're amazing at it, like, you know, let's not talk about me joining any service now, but like, can't you just right. throw someone my way? Like, can't right. I have like a freebie? I have dropped the hint more than once to pass. And she hasn't picked it up yet? No, but I mean like, listen, give me another week or it's like, I'm, it's not something I'm gonna drop. I'm just like, I truly believe that if she really truly met, you know, through Dia or just okay. whatever, I, I believe that I've put it out there enough that Patty will send someone my way if she finds them. I mean, well, she's not actively looking, but if someone falls into her lap, she's going to she throw like, them to your lap. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I would think so. Well, speaking of uh, matchmaking, I feel like you should, cause I was like, literally I was in my kitchen and I apologize if you can hear it. I completely forgot that my son uh, ran the dishwasher. Like I told him. And in my mind, I was running around, like, turn it off before you talk to David. I cannot so hear it at all. Okay. Not okay. at all. Okay. I feel like so, sometimes when I'm on the air, people could hear like fire. Like I was on with Tamara Judge from the OC and she's yes. like, are there mm -hmm. fire trucks and police cars? I like, remember that. Yes. By? And I'm like, yes, there are. Like I'm in New York City. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. That's, that's a constant. That's like a, one of those meditation apps to go to sleep. Like for New Yorkers, that is the meditation app, like the fire trucks and everything. Totally. But I feel like, I know you're busy, but you should take on a second job. You should take on the job, and I'm, I'm apologizing if she were to ever hear this, but you had the matchmaker that's on this season of Roni, Rory. Her name is Rory. I did. I believe that you should go on as her consultant, as she mentioned, and I pay attention. She's been on other podcasts, and she was on another one, and I'm sure you'll guess it. I'm give clues, but she was on another podcast with someone that you know very well, and um, they asked her, you know, did she have a division? you know, for LGBT. And she said, no, uh, she used to have a partner to do that. Things got busy for him. And the woman whose show she was on laughed and said, oh, I'd have to, I'll have to come on and be your advisor. And Rory just kind of laughed it off. But I listened to things. And when she was talking to you, she said more than once that she would love if you came on to do that for her. And I agree with her. Trust me, when she said that, I was like, okay, I'd be perfect at this. But yes. like, I mean, that's just the thing. Like, because I'm a Gemini, everything sounds good to me. Then, you okay. know, 24 hours later, I said to myself, <laughs> like, how physically am I going to do that? 
considering I don't even have time to do anything. And, but trust me, when she, we thought of it, I was like, I could have this whole job like tomorrow and I could do a great job at it. You definitely could. And I, I, I noticed, because again, I'm a, I, I'm a talker, but I listen and I pick up on things said and not said. So when you have this one podcaster who's like literally saying I can, and she's kind of laughing it off. And I was like, hmm, because with David, she was very much like, oh, David, you'd be great. You'd be great. You know, you'd oh, be great. And, and, I keep, and I speak to Rory all the time. Like if I called her and I was like, I actually want to start a gay division, I guarantee you she would be on the phone with me in 30 seconds and be like, I want you to start tonight. She's funny and very smart and very quick. And I technically I would love to do that with her. Nothing would make me happier. But I mean, literally, I would have to clone <laughs> myself because there's just, it's not possible. Like, there's just not enough time in the day. Well, you need some more assistance, David. I don't even know what I need, but like, it's just, I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but I feel like I am busier in quarantine than I've ever been. I mean, not I, ever, but yeah. like in a really long time. I think for me, I've become more uh, focused because I feel like it's either now or never. Like with my other podcast, I have over 112 episodes, but I, didn't, I don't work. My husband works. I don't work during the day, but I decided to start driving for Lyft and Uber part-time. And I was going to do a, a podcast about Lyft because I have some of the most amazing, crazy, scary stories. And, but I would always complain that I felt like I wasn't giving my all to a podcast that I wanted to do. So when this quarantine happened, I took it like, okay, I don't know, you know, people believe in the universe, God, whatever. I know there's a higher power and I believe in God. And I said, I'm going to take this chance to do what I've been complaining about wanting to do. I'm going to get busy, you know? Well, two things. One, I mean, I have heard this idea before. I don't know where, but if there's not a podcast from an Uber or a Lyft driver, there really needs to be. They're I even really, had a name for it. <laughs> it's what's it's so brilliant, like because you really have the content right there. You could just take the top two stories of the week, or whatever. There's no way that that wouldn't be the gift that kept giving. I, I wow. mean, right? That's I mean, good. yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. And especially if you have yeah. m like multiple people in the car and they're talking because everyone just talks freely and they're just ignoring uh, the driver and the driver's hearing the whole thing. The whole thing and and. Unfortunately, in my experience, from a person who loves to talk, when I decided to do this just to see, because my husband would be like, you don't have to do it. He didn't want me to do it because it's safe. And I, I haven't, I said when quarantine hit, I wasn't going back to it because I'm really trying to do the podcasting full time. But unfortunately, and fortunately for me, they would talk to me. And when I tell you, it was like, I was their therapist, five, 10, 15 minutes. I heard some things that would probably make you... Perfect example. This is actually a good thing. Two years ago in December, I pick up a guy downtown Baltimore, very fashionable. He's getting in. He's got a coat with a fur collar. I'm listening to a podcast about housewives. He goes, what are you listening to? And I said, oh, I'm going to turn it off. It's about housewives. And he goes, oh, I'm good friends with a housewife. Well, actually, a friend of mine is very good friends with a housewife. I said, who's the housewife? He said, Margaret Josephs. Really? And I said... And I'm going to have to send you the picture because he showed me a picture of his friend and him on Margaret's Instagram. So I'm going to have to go through her Instagram and then I'm going to DM it to you. I so wonder you who ask they him. are. Yeah. And um, she said that she, he said she took them to watch what happens live. I wonder if I know that. I'm, I'm going to send you the picture. Do, do they so, live in New Jersey or they live? No. He, well, he lives in Baltimore. The guy, his friend who is actually the friend with Margaret Joseph is in Jersey. 
I might really know the friend. I, I think you, I thought as soon as you- Oh my God, you'll have about, to send this going, to me. I'm going to find it and send you, because I was like, what? You know, like like you were talking about yesterday, yeah. your good friend, friend with the real housewife of Salt Lake City. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then you see it and you're like, wait, what? So that's how I felt. You have to say, I mean, I guarantee you, I'm going to look at this and be like, oh, what? Yeah, I'm going to send you, yeah. Is. That's so funny. Right. But yes, I also have a really good friend who, because everyone tells me this and that. And I'm like, you don't know any housewives or friends, but this friend of mine who I go to the Regency with, she doesn't live here, but when she comes, she stays at the Regency. Okay. And she just, that's where she goes every night. And she was telling me for months, like one of my friends is one of the new Salt Lake City housewives. And I'm like, whatever. Like, <laughs> right. She's like, no, 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 this is what you do. Like, and she's not into the housewife. So I was like, she must've got it wrong. Like, she's not really, I'm like, you know, I'm sure maybe she lives in Salt Lake. She interviewed, she spoke to someone at Bravo. Oh no, no, it turns out her really good friend is one of the actual chosen cast members. On who, Salt Lake City. I mean, don't think I haven't spoken to this woman on the phone. Already. I already know like, you probably, if you haven't wrapped the interview, it will be shortly, I'm sure. I, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, Salt Lake, I, I need to be on the pulse of Salt Lake, yes. Yeah, you definitely did. Well, so, again, like you said, you, you knew someone who knew someone, and that's how it was with Lyft as far as information, finding out. And so I'm definitely going to send you that picture. That same December, I get somebody in the car. What am I listening to? A Housewife podcast. And the woman goes, oh, what is that? And I say, oh, it's a Housewife podcast. If you want to listen to something different. She goes, oh. I grew up in Jersey and I said, well, I'm from Jersey too. I'm from South Jersey, but I'm a Jersey girl. You see the hoops. I'm a Jersey girl. And she goes, yeah, I went to school with Teresa. And I said, really? And she said, yeah. And what you see is who she is. <laughs> I said, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like the real people, like everyone has. Yeah, exactly. They like how you went to school with Dorit, you know, and it, it's funny because every time somebody asks you, I go, oh, I already know this and I have to remember He's on a different podcast. So I said I was not going to, I was trying to think of things to talk to you about that, not that you haven't talked with anyone about on your podcast. And plus, I want to know more about you from the little stories that you've told us on the podcast when you're doing it with your friend, uh, Joan. Um, I, I'm interested in you. So I wanted to hear more about you. So something you haven't talked about, if you don't mind me asking, is like the early years. Who was little David? Like, when you were born and what did you want to be? And I know you have a sister. I want to know about little David. Well, I mean, it's the fact, I mean, I was always into pop culture. So like okay. that doesn't, you know, I didn't really ever think of like making a career out of the entertainment industry. Okay. I mean, like if I looked back and I really know what I know now. I don't know why I wouldn't have like pursued a career, you know, but like, listen, I sold out for stability, you know, and I don't even want to say money because like, I don't even think there is money in law or medicine anymore. But when okay. I was young, it was just kind of like, okay, you go to law school or you go to med school and that's kind of how okay. you make your money, which in reality, I don't even think there is the real money of the world in law and, or medicine anymore. Now, can I ask you, is that yeah. because culturally, is that what, is that why it was either a lawyer or a doctor? Was it culturally or? Kind of. Okay. Kind okay. of. My parents were like, you know, you can do this or this, <laughs> you know? And like, I didn't have the like rebel in me to be like, I mean, now I would, 
because now I'm just like, fuck <laughs> off to everybody. But yeah, I mean, so if I really did soul searching, like I should have always probably done something like entertainment really, because I was always into pop culture, like okay. 90210, Mel yes. Place, like, yes. okay. you know what I mean? Like I always like, I love the hills. I mean, and then there was that stuff before that, like, you know, Madonna, like. Yes, Madonna's your number one. My number your one. Your number three. Oh my God, you said it yesterday. Who was your number three? I cannot believe Share no. My number two is share. Share. So like oh I was God. always into like concerts and like yes. stuff like that. So I should have really, you know, but I didn't. I just didn't have it in me to like start at the bottom in the entertainment industry because that's. But there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Andy Cohen right. started at the bottom. Like there's people that start at the bottom work their way up. They so, all did. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's how it works. I mean, anyone who thinks you're just handed something in the entertainment industry, it doesn't work that way. No. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, I understand why I didn't. And it's not a regret because, like, you know, I went the money route and that's okay, too. Because that's, that's <laughs> You need okay. money to live. You, know? you need like, money yeah. to live. And it, for anyone who doesn't, I respect you. Like, it's almost like mm. I, I don't know how that works. But I mean that with, like, a respectful way. Does that make it's sense? Hard. Yeah, no, it's hard because I'll tell you, I lost my job in 2011 and it was a good job. My husband's making good money. I could have went back, but we moved from Jersey to Maryland and my kids, my young, I have three, my youngest two are in entertainment. So they're managers in, uh, in Jersey, but they're going constantly to New York for auditions, you know, auditioning on both coasts. They've been doing it for some years now and it's a lot it's a lot because I could have been working a full-time job in my your mind feeling like you could have this much saved and be this much further ahead but because of them wanting to pursue this that's where we are so I get what you're saying but also I feel like would you have been in front of the camera or behind because I feel like you would make the bomb agent you would be a great agent I say all the time, I would be a great reality star or a great agent. I say all the time, like if I had to do it all over again, like being an agent would be, I would be great at it. Yes. You would. I and I don't say that would. with any ego because there's so many things that I wouldn't be good at, but no, I, would I, be a, I would be a great agent. Like you I, yeah. would not screw around with my clients. My clients See? would be protected. Yeah. I would just like a bull in a china shop, get in there and get them what they needed and get out Without and burning I feel like bridges you would have a exclusive roster i believe you know like work with exclusive clients so I, I definitely think that you'd be really good at that i would that's one of the things i say all the time that like i would do someone the other day asked me what i would do if i didn't do this oh i know who it is someone another person coming up that you can't podcast, tell okay who it's and it's not a bravo person and it's kind of a reality star but it's it's a big name it's a, a seriously, it's a big name. It's like a friend of a friend. Okay. And it's just, and it's also someone that like, I mean, that's the other thing. That's what was really great is like there every now and then, like I will interview someone who I'm actually, I mean, I'm a fan of everyone in a way, but not I know really. What you mean, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But then like, there's just people yeah. that like you are such a fan of and you still, yeah. I mean, you conduct an interview, but it's just like, if nothing goes anywhere with this interview, I don't even care, but it's someone because. that's totally where like, I don't care if it gets press. I don't care if it's like the highest rated, this is just for me. But I mean, it happens okay. to be someone that's very on brands and people are probably going to be thrilled to hear from this. It's just like a win-win, but 
So have you done the interview and when will, when about you think we will? I did it. I did it okay. this past Monday. Okay. And it was great. Listen, you can't always, I mean, I've talked about this before. I can never tell. Sometimes you think someone you're going to interview is going to be great and it is, and it's just what you expected. Other okay. times you are so excited to interview someone and it falls so flat. The audience still loves it and they say how great it was, but it falls flat. And then other times, I point this out all the time, Charlie Burnett, that's my example. We had five new people from Vanderpump Rules this season. Yes. Max, Brett, Danica, Dana, and Charlie. Charlie is the smallest of the five. She got yep. hardly any screen time. She was the least represented. She was the, like, the least, she just was the least famous, if you will, yes. air quotes. Yeah. And so I would never say no. She wanted to come on my show. I had Max on my show. I had Brett on my show. I had Peter Matagirl and Sheena. Yes. So, and I had Randall. I got a lot of Vanderpump. Yeah, yes, yeah. You did. Mm -hmm. And the Randall one was really good. Too. Well, they all were good. But the I, like, Randall one was probably my, my one, yeah, my favorite. So like mm -hmm. Charlie, I wasn't, I was not excited. I, I know really, you I was like, she's a nice girl, but like it turned out to be, it went viral. It went all yeah. cut, was in every newspaper. Yep. So you just, when she started talking, she started talking about how like these people wouldn't speak to her and she was filming and like, yes. I'm like, what? Like as if she was nothing. And, and it makes you, you, you know, you've been around uh, the business. So some things you read in the press, there are people that say, oh, that stuff couldn't possibly be true. But you know that it could possibly be true. And with her saying that, it's like, how could you, you have these people that were in her same position years ago, just walk by her on set and not say anything to her? Like, I know she said Lala was one of them at first. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You were bullied when you first went on the show, you know? So, and, and I know for a fact that people love that interview because I'm in some housewives Facebook groups, some smaller ones, some bigger ones. And um, someone mentioned, oh, there's an interview out there with Charlie. And I responded and said, this is the podcast. This is the link. It is really good. Keep telling them behind the velvet rope. Anytime someone says that, you say behind the velvet rope. Right. Yes. I, and I sent them the link and everything because it was, it was, and it was, it was very well talked about and very well received. I know that. And other podcasters, Facebook groups. That's so like, good I'm to in know. A, Yeah. Yes. It's very, you were very well talked about and, and as far as asking good questions. So I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell them that I interviewed you, you know, because that's, it'll be like. So that, that's just an example of like, that was supposed to be like the short little sweet, nothing of an interview. And it turned, no. it was in every magazine. It went viral. It just, it was so much press. And so it really went viral. I don't know what the other word for it is. Well, now let me ask you this. I, I know when you were, you were talking before about different interviews you've done and somebody asked you, I think it was the girl in the gay or the gay in the, I don't know if I said that. Back, I started listening to their podcast because of you. When I saw that your name was on there, I downloaded that episode and I subscribed. Um, you mentioned, they asked you what was your favorite and what was your worst. So I won't ask you that, but I want to know what was an interview that not in a good or bad way, but you felt like you couldn't get anything from them. You know, it was just the standard, like standard form question. Have you felt like that? Oh, all the time. And I don't mean this <laughs> as like an insult. So, well, for instance, 
and I, I love these people. It's one of my favorite interviews and it, it, the, the ratings were really high. I say ratings based on how many people and downloaded I, it, but <laughs> it's so, and this is not a knock, but like Heather, okay. Heather and Terry Dubrow from the OC, Terry's <laughs> on botched, Heather's on, they are so, and I say this with a compliment because I wish I was like this. They okay. are so well media trained. They okay. are so, here's the thing. It is a true story. There was an interview. Well, let me back up. They're, they're really well media trained. <laughs> they were there to promote their new book. We talked about the new book. We talked about okay. everything else. Of course, then I had to talk about Botched and the Real Housewives of the OC. So, I mean, that also got pressed too, because like mm -hmm. I said to Heather, like, would you ever go back? And she said, never say never. That got picked up by so much media. I'm like, Heather said this so many times. Like, I don't know why everyone's, but at but one wait, did, point- I'm sorry, did you see the other thing that got picked up at the media about that interview? When she was upset, uh, it was almost like upset because of how Tamara had said that she was offered. And I was like, oh, wow, David is getting the good. <laughs> That's, and listen, when someone comes on my show and then it gets a ton of headlines and the headlines are negative towards the person, it's not like I'm happy, but at the same time, two things. A, I didn't fucking say this. Nope. You did. And B, I don't, I'm not the media. I'm not People Magazine. I'm not Us Weekly. I'm not the Daily Mail. I'm not the Sun. All these things that like to pick up on my podcast, I don't, I, I can't control this. I cannot call People Magazine or the Daily Mail and say, don't run this. They don't really care what David Yonstead from Behind the Velvet Rope has to say. I mean, but then like, I do feel bad. Like Tamara, I feel bad with, specifically with Tamara because she's so okay. wonderful. I mean, I'm not saying she's upset. I just feel bad. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, because, and especially with the history of the show, when you have these fans that are heavy fans, it's almost like the backlash that she could face when, if she's telling the truth or she's telling, you know, what she knows, it's like, Right. Mm, she's just telling. But, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you when you were talking about them being so media trained, but I just thought that I wanted you to know, I'm like, did you see what else? Because oh, I see it all. Listen, yeah. I, I am on Google alerts. I have my name on Google <laughs> alerts. So every time my name or my, the podcast behind the velvet rope name is mentioned, I get it's something that whatever. So that's like, <laughs> that's always interesting when you're like, oh my God, people are talking about this. this is the last thing I expected. It's, but, it's, they are, they are. And in a positive way. And I'll take it. So like, but like Heather and Terry, so I asked them a lot of questions. And then, you know, Kelly Dodd has done a lot in the face of Corona. She's had some questionable Corona behavior. Mm -hmm. So I asked Heather and Terry, like, what do you guys think? Like, I mean, how is like Kelly's doing all this stuff? Right. She's made these comments about Corona. And literally, it was a dead silence. Silence. Like they just, and they didn't look at each other. They just knew that like, if we say something positive, it's okay. not gonna be okay, we're supporting it. If they say, like they, they just knew, and this was in the early stages of Corona, they oh just kind of knew that like anything we say is gonna be used against us, not by me, but by the media. It will yeah. be picked up it's yeah. somehow the wrong way. And they wouldn't comment. And it wasn't even awkward, I, I got it, because I've been doing this for so long. So like, you're like, I, okay. I got it, <laughs> right, I changed the subject, but there you go. Most people would have answered that and it wouldn't necessarily be misconstrued, but it easily could have been. And they were just okay. like, yeah, 
we're not playing today. We're not going to be quoted against anything with Corona or pro Corona, you know, cause yeah, Kelly got yeah. a lot of slack. So, Oh yeah, she did. Yeah. So like with them, it was a great, and I mean, I love Heather and Terry, so I was thrilled to have them on. Okay. But it wasn't like they just, I, they just were media trained and there are people like that, that come on that are just, they know it doesn't mean it wasn't a great interview. It was great. I love it. But there's just yeah. people where you're like, you know what to say, but I mean, I don't blame them. I don't blame no, them. Me I, neither. Me neither. I, I was Not just in, an, I was just interviewed by a publication called all about the real housewives. Like it's all about yes. the tea. So like, Oh, I'll, I'll, I know what it is, David. I I'll, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to send you the, I will Google it. I'll send you the article. I was no, just interviewed. Yeah. I will. And it came out a great interview. Okay. But the woman asked me things like, you know, so Luann is paying Sonia $200 per show. And like, do you think Luann should pay her more or like who's right? Sonia or Luann? And I'm like, I know Sonia and I know Luann. I am right. not like, I mean, I, I gave an answer. It's not even in the article, but I gave an answer that like how wonderful they both are. It's yeah. just like, so when you come on my show, if you get negative headlines, it's not on me because so, I mean, I'm kind of like a Heather or a Terry in a way. <laughs> Listen, I have made, I'm, I, but I, I bet I'm not, I'm like a mess and I've made mistakes too. And I've said things and I'm like, I just think in today's day and age, anything you just understand that whatever you say in a DM, in a text, on a podcast, in a phone call, anything yeah. you say is out there. So just remember this will come back in a year to, you know, I'm not saying I live my life in fear. I'm very authentic. Uh, no, I and know I what say, you mean. But yeah. just at that point, I'm like, I don't really need to answer this and, and get mean, into it. it. And it's not even relevant to this article. It's not like I'm trying to shy away from anything, but I'm like, right. it's not relevant. on me. Like, right, and it's like, not proven. It's something right. that was said. So it's like, right. it's, it's, well, and it's, it's funny that you say that about in this day and age, being careful what you say, because also as a podcaster. So you picking up on Heather and Terry silence, an inexperienced podcaster, it could have felt awkward in the interview. They could have handled it awkwardly and the interview could have went left from there. So you being an experienced podcaster or just an ex experienced person in general knew up, oh, let's pivot and keep it going. So yeah. just like that, that question they asked you about the $200, like you said, it could be, you answer it either way. It's going to be bad. And I think we as podcasters know that it could cost you a lot of money. Just look at Tamara and Shannon on, on Heather DeBrose, um, Heather McDonald's podcast, that Juicy whole lawsuit Smith, yeah. thing. Yeah, Juicy. so it's like, you do have to be careful. Is there anything that someone, and you don't have to say who, but I will DM you and ask, and I promise to hold um, it secret. But has anyone ever did an interview with you and you were like, oh my God, I cannot believe they said this, this is going to be great. And then you got a DM, a text, a call saying, don't put that in there. Um, I, well, I even talk about this in the article, the, the interview I just did. Because the woman asked me, which was, I thought was a really good question, which no one's really ever asked me before. Like, does being friends with a lot of these Bravo celebrities make my job harder or easier? And so it's easier in a slight sense that you can book guests more easily because they know you what makes it harder is yes 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 and yes i get 3 a.m calls texts emails like oh 
did I say this? Can you take that out? Can you take this out? And it's like, you would never ask any other podcaster that you don't know. You would never go to so-and-so or so-and-so and ask them because you don't know them. So, I mean, there's difference, like Margaret's my family. Like there's, there's a very few that you're like, this is family. But so, I mean, it's a, and then that brings up a bigger issue. Like is my duty to you as the guest, you as my friend, is the duty to myself is the, or is the duty to the audience? Like I can't change. So I mean, it's, it's just, it's like a case by case basis. But what I don't want to happen is I don't want, well, A, I don't want people to feel like I come on my sh- on David show and anything I say is blown up in the press. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want the like, David's a dog that we can just all push over. Yes. And yeah. just go on his podcast and we'll get it. We'll get the transcript and we'll look through it and we'll decide how this interview is going to play out. It doesn't work that way. It's my damn show. It's your show, and they should be used to it from the housewives because they couldn't call their housewife producer and say, could you take that out? The answer is no. Well, that's my argument. Every time it happens, it's like, this isn't your first week. It's like, I mean, we're talking, <laughs> it's been done by people. You're like a five-year vet. You're like a 12-year wow. vet. It's like, you know how this game works. You've had right. negative press before, so... I don't know, like, did, and then in a way, in a weird way, if I really think about it, then I could be insulted. I'm like, did you think you were coming on like a little mom and pop show that right. you, that nobody is going to hear? Like, people listen. This podcast is is out there. So it's almost <laughs> like when you were there talking to me, did you just feel like no one's ever going to hear this? Because you know now what? I'm insulted that you think I'm some little yep. just like, oh, it's your friend David and we're just having a nice little chat. Like, no, this is a business. So like, I don't, I mean, (laughs) I I do take things out because you know what? Every time I've taken something out, it hasn't changed the interview. It's not like the interview was so flat and they dropped a huge bomb and then they're asking for that out and now there's no interview. It's like, it's happened. It happened with someone recently where there was so much, so much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and this interview is already out and it's gotten a ton of press. So I won't say who it was in a lot okay. of magazines, but they asked mm. me to take one particular thing out. And I'm like, you've said so many other things like, okay, I'll take this out. Mind you, it's okay. also a pain in the ass. Just, you know how it is logistically yeah, it, yes. to take something out. It's not that easy. And you've just given me an extra, however many minutes or hours of work. To take it out. But, but it's funny that like- Within reason- Well, not to cut you off, but that's a good point that you knew you were coming on a public platform. So what did you think this was? You know, and it's almost like, so did you leave and somebody heard you on my podcast and they say they loved it? Then you realized it was bigger than you thought. Like, you know, how did it come to be? I I have an interesting take on that question that the person asked you. Yeah. Does it make your job easier or harder? You're a storyteller. So... You, I've heard you tell stories where you know how to tell a story and maneuver around names, logistics, and still make it interesting. So I would feel like as a friend to these housewives, because it's not like you and I are talking on a podcast and we are making assumptions about these housewives and we're trying to craft these stories that may or may not be true. You already know what's true in that world. So I would think it may be a little bit easier for you 
on that and to craft stories around what you already know to be fact. Kind of. Although that brings up a whole nother issue of the truth is probably somewhere in the middle of person A versus person B. So that's the other thing too, like my interview style. I almost don't feel it's my, like I have a clear agenda. Like I want Mm -hmm. certain things discussed, but I don't really feel it's my job to really judge. So when you're on my show and you're in front of me, to me, this is now your platform to tell your story. Now, Mm -hmm. I have to say, I don't necessarily agree with everything that someone's saying. Like I mm-hmm. sit there many times and say, bullshit, I don't believe that. I mean, to myself, but that's I feel not- like I feel like it's when you go, hmm, okay. <laughs> well, that's also a thing because like, because I'm friendly with a lot of these people, you, you really have to be careful of like, if yeah. someone's trashing someone else, you're like, yeah. I love you. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, so this happened, I always use this as an example. Like, I love Carrie Duber, I love Deandra, and I love Leanne Lockett. I love all three. Mm -hmm. So those are, you know, Deandra does not get along with Carrie or Leanne. Yeah, that that was a good interview, but I kind of flinched a couple times. With Carrie. Oh, yeah. But it was a good interview, definitely. I I mean, she had a lot to say about, I mean, Carrie Duber had a lot to say about Deandra. Yeah. And so I'm not not going to let her say that because that Mm -hmm. is her truth. And I love her, but at the same time, and I won't edit it out, but -hmm. at the same time, I was really careful not to say like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, sure. Like you just have to, it's almost that sometimes it's a, it's a strange response. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want any soundbite where she's like Deandra's whatever. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Next. Cause even that, yes. Even though you didn't mean it like that, it's like if That's it's how it taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you did very well because you actually, you asked her more questions based off of what she said, which led into other things and other, you know, so it's, you didn't even, it wasn't like you just even cut her off at the knees and just moved on. You kind of let, it led to her expanding on other things that she thought. And don't get me wrong, just because I don't agree with what someone's saying doesn't mean I don't like them like as a person. Oh yeah, it's definitely. just that a lot of times people are on my show and like, I just, and it has nothing to do with Carrie. I'm just saying in general, like I just call bullshit on certain things. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you said, but it doesn't mean you don't like them. And going back to what we talked about earlier in the podcast, it's like, we don't all have to have the same opinion, but if it's a truth that you're manipulating, it's like, I mean, okay, come on. You know, even if you like someone, and I think that makes authentic interviews you know and I also like you have a way of pushing just a little bit like when you sent something with um you were interviewing Jess Dade the other day and you you knew right where to like push and at first she'd say well I'm not going to say but then eventually she just you know tells a really good story you know so I think you're very 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 well you know that you're talented I don't don't have to blow your head up anymore David Yontif you know that you're great (laughs) no yeah you just you know you just remember what they don't want to say I mean and then you bring it up again in a different way a little later (laughs) the best is when someone's drinking when someone's drinking and a lot of people drink when they're on my podcast I don't I don't put in an email ahead of time, please drink. But like anytime <laughs> that Zoom opens up and I see a drink in your hand. You get excited. 
I am like, because I love to drink. I love my martinis. But believe it or not, 99, really 100% of my shows, other than one or two, I, I drink coffee. I usually don't drink alcohol during my shows. Not okay. even for any reason. I just, I need the caffeine more than the alcohol. The alcohol. During the I, show. I loved the show. I think it was Joan. You guys were drinking and she was like, David, I don't know if she was in her office or somewhere. And you were like, Joan, how much have you had? It was so hilarious, just the two of you. And she got a little looser and you could tell it a little looser. I loved that episode. She's going to be, there's one with her, she's going to be back. Joan. Okay. I also love the other, uh, you had, I believe it was a fan come on and she interviewed you and asked you questions. Um, I cannot I think it was- who. It was really good. Her, uh, you gave her a choice of two stories or two things to talk about, and she picked one that you said surprised you. That she picked that one. I wonder who that would be. I'm gonna have to go back and find. I told you, like you know, you can go on the podcast and people say, "Oh, David, come on my podcast." Oh, I'm a fan of your podcast. I am truly like I, I listen. You really, again. you know, way more than I expected. <laughs> Yes, I definitely. So that is why when we were DMing, I was, I came home and told my husband like, wow, I can't believe I literally was listening to you on, um, you can't sit with me podcast and then listening to you interview Jess. It, yeah, Diana, it was, it was like, I, that's why I asked you, did you have psychic abilities? Cause it was really good. I mean, I really truly think that my Bravo podcast, I really feel, it's, this is no ego. I feel it's different than all the others. I really do. It, I think it we, is too. Like, we don't do recaps. You don't. And I think also, it's not a, you, you always go in with your outline, especially, I felt like for you, I had outlined questions. But even though you didn't know me, I felt like, based off your podcast, I almost felt like I was going to be talking to a friend. But I still had an outline in my mind. When you hear Bravo Lebs on other podcasts, it's clear they're working from an outline. Yours is kind of like the outline is the base, but you find a way to go off and get so much more information. And I think that's what's different about yours than others. That's good to know. Yeah, it, it definitely, it's, it, there's structure, but it's not like a bullet point. Okay, I gotta get this question asked. I gotta get this question asked. Yeah, and like, I mean, yes. And what are my real dire things that I have to cover, we always cover. You, you know? do. Mm -hmm. Like and I always I love, find yeah. a way to like come back to it, but if we're gonna go off the rails, like that's okay too. Like we can get off tangent. And I like that because it's authentic, but I, and I also love how you go, you'll ask something and then the person, it's like they wanna say it like with Jeff and then you go, I mean, say it. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you can tell me, don't worry, nobody's listening. I legit was talking, even though I'm from Jersey, I'm from South Jersey. And I was, when I, whenever I talk about you to someone, I was talking about you to my husband. And I, I always feel when I hear your name, I have to say it in a New York accent. So I was like, oh, I have an interview with, um, with David Yonsef tomorrow. Like, I just feel like I have to put a different, because of the way people say your name, like David, you know? Because I'm very New York. Yes. I, but I, to me, even though I'm from South Jersey, it's so, there's a, a difference, you know, even with Margaret and all them being in North Jersey, there's, I feel like there's some, I always have said there's something special about those Jersey girls. You know, there's some definitely. It's a great different. franchise. It's it a is. great franchise. It is. it is. So now. I love it. You, you've always talked, we know a little bit about you and Margaret's friendship, but I, 
I'm trying to go back in my mind. I don't think that I've ever heard you say the genesis of your friendship, like the very beginning, like how it started. I mean, I'm trying to think like how. So, I mean, you know, I know Margaret really like, you know, the way I know everyone else, but I'm trying to think like when I first met Margaret, isn't that crazy that like I literally can't think of where Cause like I know where <laughs> I know where I met Dolores, Margaret. I met. I mean, it must have been like when she was in the city doing press. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, it must have been through her first season. Like that's how long I feel like I've known her, and we wow. just kind of. I mean, here's the thing about like Margaret and Dolores. Like they're just both very open people. You know what I mean? So it's just like mm-hmm. we just kind of became started becoming friendly and then I started becoming friendly with Mart Senior. So like okay, I mean that's the yes. thing like the people that you are the best of friends with in the Bravo world, like it is organic. Like it's not like you could just roll the dice and say like next. I mean right, it's, it's right. organic and that people are different. Like there's plenty of people I meet that I'm like, I just I mean I wanted to become friends with you and now that I know you, no thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But and I like not interested you said on- on Diana's uh, podcast, when you said you decided who you wanted to become friends with, you're more interested in the Bravo Lebs than Hollywood stars. And when you said that, it made me think that's right. Because when you meet a Bravo Lev, they're supposed to be reality. So you're in essence wanting to become friends with the real person versus picking a Tom Cruise when you don't know who the real person is. You just may know him from Mission Impossible or Jerry Maguire. And I thought that was a really good point. Right. And like, I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, everyone always asks me what like reality stars are like in real life. And I'm like, kind of in a way, exactly how you see on TV, like Mm -hmm. they're not acting. So when you you meet someone and their mannerisms, their, their, their MO, it's the same. I mean, it's, they're kind of, you know, maybe they're a heightened version of themselves from the camera, but it's still them, you know, they're put in certain situations, but it's still them. And it gets heightened. Yeah, it's not like you meet someone and you're like, this person is so different. What's going on? I mean, that's not how it is. Now, was there one, uh, because clearly you and Margaret's friendship was born again out of authenticity. Was there ever anyone that maybe you met a couple times, you went to their press signings or what have you, and you thought you wanted to be friends with them. Then they wanted to be friends with you. And once you were in the friendship, you were like, "Mm, I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Aiden. <laughs> Is that in the book, the chapter? <laughs> Blocked by Jennifer Aiden. <laughs> it's, I mean, listen. But outside of her, because you've talked about that. Is there, and you don't have to name names, but is there anyone that wanted to get close to you and you're like, oh God, what was it? You know, like, no. I mean, I feel like. I would never say no in the beginning because like I, I'm like the type of person who, and this is true just of anyone in life. I am a 10 out of 10 person when we meet, like I'm a very happy, open person. So really everyone to me starts at a 10 as opposed yes, to yes. you are a zero and I'm cold and you need to work your way up. No, there's nothing I like wrong with 10. that. I, yeah. I, I, I know a lot of people like that. It's just not me. I mm-hmm. am ready to be in love with you and hug you and just like, I love you from the beginning. And then you work your way down from there. And don't get me wrong. People work their way down very quickly sometimes. <laughs> but so 
in the beginning, there's never someone where I'm like, oh, I saw you on TV. No, thanks. No, I'm always like, hey, I love you. But, you know, there's people who have worked their way down quicker that I'm like, no, thank you. I want nothing to do with you. With you. Like, there's, I mean, there's a group of people that like, I just want nothing to do with. Like, wow. Don't want you on my podcast. Or wow. if you've been on my podcast, well, okay, I mean, I wouldn't say no to anyone who came on my podcast. But the people that I don't like, really at the core, I think they also don't like me. So I don't think they okay, ever so, would come on my podcast. Okay. okay. But, you know, yeah, there's, you know, people. But I mean, outside of you starting at a 10, I like that. I mean, go, so say you started at that 10 and let's say they were maybe kind of cold because they're feeling like I'm a Bravo celebrity, they're questioning motives. And then once they saw who you were, let's say it took some time, they basically fell in love with David. And you're like, okay, great. I've been wanting to be friends with this person. And then once you got in deep, you realize, oh, this is not what I thought at all. And I don't want this. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Or not deep, but... You know, I saw things enough that I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I, I don't want this. Wow. Okay. Uh, so do you think that you will eventually transition to TV? Like maybe the podcast go visual or maybe your book become. I mean, I'm open like to all of the above. A, a pilot, you know, that could be the pilot for. I am open to all of the above. Like I really, in really when I stand, say that like, I don't like to say no, like as long as I physically, there's another hour in the day, like I am the type that like, I wanna be busy from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed. So I say, this is why for a minute, I literally said like, I should go be Rory's uh, gay head of her matchmaking. Like I really, I mean, she never, it wasn't an exact job offer per se, but I guarantee you, I mean, Rory, I text all the time. If I texted Mm -hmm. her right now and I'm like, I want to start a gay division, I guarantee you. Oh yeah. It'd be happening. I mean, no question about it, which in theory I'd love to do. I love Rory. I just, it's not going to happen because there's no more time in the day. Maybe if my podcast ever fails and goes out of business and goes under and no one's listening, maybe (laughs) then, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. No, I just think you'll have to hire more people to help you facilitate, you know, the vision. That's all. That you would know. be an idea. I think that I, I, um, I know that I, I'm very appreciative that you've given me as much time as you have, because I know for me, if I'm enjoying the, the conversation, I'll kind of like try to push it. But I also know that you have a busy day. But I, I want to tell you face to face that you definitely I listen to podcasters and, and a lot of them have inspired me in different ways. And yours is your work ethic. And every time you would say with this quarantine, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I would come home and be like, okay, I need to focus. And what, uh, this podcast um, came about by a few different ways. I had always loved pop culture, but being a black woman, you can see that. I've also noticed how reality is starting to reflect the real world. But it's also a place where I can talk pop culture with other people who love pop culture. So hearing you and your zest for it and your turning it into a business has been very inspirational for me and and a good example for me of how I can hustle hard. I need to hustle a little bit harder. So I'm very appreciative of that. I mean, that's amazing to know that I did that for you. And I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, that's how my book came about. Like it's to mention quarantine, you know, it's a quarantine baby. And listen, I've been talking about writing a book 
for at least two years. If there was no quarantine, I can honestly say this book would still not be written. I it just, I don't know. So it's like when quarantine started, that's when I doubled down on my show. And we went from two days. I mean, I didn't realize doubling down would actually increase the show and then there'd be a wait list. So this is why I went from two days to three days to four days. Now I'm about to announce five days. But in the beginning of quarantine, even doing this, I was like, I still have time on my hands. And that's when it was like, well, why don't I write this book right now? So I wrote this book within it. like, I mean, I wrote it within, and I'm not saying it was easy and I'm not saying every minute of it was fun. I don't even know if most of it was fun. It was fun for uh, uh, 30 seconds. And then, and then you <laughs> yes. But it was written in about two and a half months, which according to my book people, they're like, that's like insane. Wow. They're like, a fast book is usually like three and a half months. So it was written well, in, now mind you, it's not done. I mean, it, it, the book is done, but now okay. there's a lot of other freaking steps. Oh, wow. I've, I've said this before. It, whoever says writing a book is hard, like it's not not hard, but to me, writing the book, I feel was the okay. easier part than what's to come because now there's a lot okay. of people involved and okay. now it, it's also way too long. It has to be edited down. And it's just like now huh, okay. I'm telling you, I think the hard part is now. Believe it's it or not, done. insane is that, no, I, I think the hard part's coming. Well, I mean, oh, you think it's coming? Because I mean, yeah. you were having your five days a week, 7 a.m. Uh, meetings, you said. <laughs> Guys, I wish you could see his face. Like, every day. Well, the hardest thing about that is, like, you would just wake up. And that was the time when I did this book, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And you just, it's not even that. It's just you had days where like, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of David. Like I'm actually sick of myself. <laughs> like I don't want to talk about myself. I don't want to think about myself. I don't want to relive my experiences, whether they're happy or not. I just don't want to think about myself. I want to think about someone other than myself. So, <laughs> but the thing is we never ever, other than one day when someone on my team was deathly ill and throwing up, and don't think that I've let her forget this. <laughs> She's like, you're never going to let me forget that. She's like, I was literally, I'm like, we can't get behind schedule. There's a schedule. <laughs> oh, and we had to make it up. This was like on a Friday. And I, we, we, that Saturday, 7 a.m., I'm like, we cannot miss a day. So you pick Saturday or Sunday. We have to do it one of these days. <laughs> so other than that, we did not miss a single day because the thing is like there was a calendar that was and once once you put it on paper and you're like this is the schedule there's okay. no way I'm falling behind no way and that's what was done to me and I'm like okay now it's on because I'm not about to fall behind my own schedule but the thing is you mm. just had days where you didn't want to hear yourself speak or speak. <laughs> you're like and the book is your story so like you have no choice and I also wanted to go in order I, I didn't want to talk about BravoCon in chapter whatever it, whatever the next chapter oh was is what we were working on that day so you just had days where you were like I don't want I just, to talk about Ramona today but right, that, that the was French the chapter <laughs> right like so you just had to like pull these things out of your yourself when you didn't want to talk or, or, or write. Well, I identified with you when you said that yes, because I was out listening to the, uh, the podcast that you were on, uh, the uh, drunk and 
I, I oh my god, I subscribed to it. Uh, drunk and um, drunk on gossip. Yeah, drunk, drunk, drunk on gossip. You really and listen I, to a lot of podcasts. I do. Well, let me tell you a secret. The people that I like, I go into Apple, the podcast app, and I the search button. I type in their name. So I typed in your name to look up every like different podcast that you've been on, and then I'll listen. And then if it's somebody else I like, I listen. So that's how I found. But that also helps me find podcasts that I may like too. So I'm. I've always been a more, I'm dating myself, talk radio person. I like talk. So I love podcasts. But, and when you said you go in order, that is me. When I'm doing a podcast outline, I cannot go out of order. My brain does not function that way. It has to be A to B. Same B here. To D. Yeah. Same here. So I, like, I was like. It needs to be. And like, if you take it in a different direction, that's fine. But like, I, we have to get back to my outline. Yes. Well, hopefully yes. I'm your favorite Bravo podcast. I don't can know I just tell you? To. Yes. And uh, yes, I can say that <laughs> confidently. Okay. Yes. Because I segment, I segment them differently from what I consider, like yours, I consider an authentic Bravo right. you know, podcast. Um, and then you have like, because I think you're going to be talking to Hannah Brown. Then you have Hannah's who I consider like, recap but then she shares her personal life and you get inspired from hearing that so then that's my own fate you know in that uh category you definitely are because you always come with the juice and i wake up in the morning at four o'clock every morning and it's there do my little prayer and i get up and i take my phone and i scroll down (laughs) and i refresh and i look for yours to say today and if it's like a little off i'm like uh david where are you (laughs) Some days, yes, we've had a few. And so that's why, so now you'll know we're adding in the fifth day. And, you know, listen, it's like, it's probably like 1% non-Bravo. I mean, we're kind of going more, maybe like 5 to 7% now will be non-Bravo because we have an extra day. Tomorrow's episode will be non-Bravo. You know, but it's always like, <laughs> it's always kind of related. Like tomorrow's from a different reality show on a different okay. network. So, but I think it's, you know, mm. I think it's good to break out just a little bit. Okay. It's still, just a little bit. It, it, listen, yeah, it'll, it it'll always be 90 plus percent Bravo. Always. Bravo. Okay. It's just always. But like lately, some things are falling into my lap and I'm like, well, I'm not going to say no to this name. This is a great name. Come on. I'm like show. general go- going through my mind when you're like other networks. I'm like, is he interviewing the Bella twins? Is he interviewing? I'm like literally going in my mind trying to go down. Those are good. You know, it's another network that has, <laughs> that has reality. Okay. <laughs> you're good. Okay. <laughs> and we've done some, like, if you look back, like we've done some other networks. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Okay. Like, I'm trying All right. Well, I'm excited. It. It's, I'm it'll excited be good. It'll be good. You know, look at some shows are like, have tons of bombs some social like nice and light it's just like a good variety we really want a variety and i think which once again hits back to i love you said jones coming up so please tell her that she has a fan and a listener and um, i'm gonna t- I, I am she's gonna, great I'm, I'm gonna tell her that <laughs> as soon as we get off this call <laughs> I, I, I think she's great and i again i thank you so much I, I know that you don't just and i love how you say it because it's like it's no shame in saying, you know, your worth and your time is valuable. So I love when I hear you talk about something and you're like, uh, no, I'm not doing that. Or no, they're not doing mine because you know the value of yourself and your, your work. So I appreciate that. Totally. So I thank you 
for taking the time. I don't want you to think I'm some crazed fan, but like, no, again, I you've been wonderful. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But I, I appreciate your time. I will send you the link when this comes out. Please do. Please I didn't do. forget. Thank All you right, so, so much. Thank you, David. Bye.